Hello and welcome back to the best podcast in the world. I'm Nigel Farage and he's Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Who is Mrs. Doubtfire? It's been a movie, I take it, yes. Have you not seen Mrs. No, Doubtfire? No, I don't think so, no. Mrs. Doubtfire is Robin Williams, was it? Yeah. yeah. Played a babysitter who was a man who dressed up as a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because he was going through a divorce with his wife and wanted to be close to the children or something like that. Oh, it was his kids, was yeah, it? Yeah, his kids. Oh, he, was, okay. oh. he was dressed up and he was being their nanny. So, yeah, oh, right. Very good movie. Yeah. yeah. Probably wouldn't be allowed nowadays. Yeah. Because it was seen as a bad thing that he was doing that. Yeah. Do you know actually Aladdin now comes up with a Disney disclaimer that the... V- <laughs> Sorry, I should put you in what? a bad mood after <laughs> 30 seconds of a podcast. Why, That's the way the world's gone. Why Aladdin has to come with a fucking disclaimer. <laughs> it's a great reflection of where we are at the minute. <laughs> but we're sitting back. We're paper Tuesdays. We're sitting back. <laughs> We're hitting back. We're, we're, we're an independent voice for for you. That's yeah. what we no are. No one owns we? us. No one owns us. Not, not yet, anyway. And um, I'd like to start by saying thank you because I know we thank we say it a lot, but we're now almost a hundred episodes in, two years into doing this, and. The feeling of it changes. It's like a wave. It goes up and down. And it's right now we're just in a really. I'm in a very happy place with in relationship to the podcast. You know, we're all going in the right direction, and it couldn't happen really without the few people like you who hit play. Yes, exactly. It's strange how it, things kind of come in waves. You know, it dips, and sometimes you know we don't have much to do. Like for the past few weeks, we haven't really had much to do, and now we have a lot of stuff coming up yeah. recently. So that's great. Like I was thinking about last night. You know about how exciting it is that we have these things. You know to kind of progress and bring the podcast further. Yeah, and you can't as I think in the early days and in general, like looking back on how I've changed as a person, I probably would have been more controlling in the earlier days of it. Whereas now I realize you just have to let it go. And like we have known that we're going to do a show in April since January. Yes. <laughs> and we've decided to start selling tickets now a month from the show. Yeah. Yeah. So go buy your tickets. Please, if you wouldn't mind. From the link in our Instagram bio. If you yeah. buy them early, you get a better seat. You do. You do. We can guarantee that. Yeah, you'll be able to smell flood. <laughs> <laughs> well, we so much to promote this time around. Like uh, before we wanted a gory car, we wanted to, to, to serve the audience that, that gave us... Uh, the platform in the first place and we that's why we had Jericho and Billy Byrne now we're just going all out with boxing and rugby boxing and rugby yeah two things we know nothing about zero but we're going to find out and so are you yeah and there's going to be loads of crack there too there is there yeah. really is like Gary Spike O'Sullivan Niall Basil Kennedy too they're going to be it's going to be great just to see their friendship because uh, they're two high level boxers obviously Spike has gone very well at the professional scene and then we've Shane Byrne I was actually researching Shane Byrne last night mm. and there is actually a lot of a story about the hair oh like the hair is actually not to not too much of a spoiler mm. but he was on the Brendan O'Connor show a few years ago and his hair was the reason why he didn't get as many Ireland caps as one could have with the talent that he had in 95, he was with an Ireland squad. Caps in wouldn't fit Triumph. over the hair. <laughs> uh, no, go on. <laughs> um, in 95, he was getting trials with an Ireland squad and uh, the management said, cut your hair. And he said no. And he was dropped. Yes. You're all for that? I'm for, yes, all for Shane Byrne there. Shane Byrne, Yeah, don't cut your there. fucking hair. I thought you were like, yes, they should have dropped him. <laughs> 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 Mark Halpin, yeah. the image of conformity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. vaccines and haircuts. <laughs> yeah. um, and why, like, why does he have to cut his fucking hair to play rugby? It was kind of like, if you're not, it's kind of like a, a, a sign of disobedience or something. You know? <laughs> sure, them lads wear suits to matches and all, don't they, beforehand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clongo's not. <laughs> <laughs> so like I think that's an area that like obviously now it would be okay for someone to to show their independence in that way but was it as easy in the 1990s that's where I'm going to go with it. yeah probably not yeah it was a lot harder to stand out but hair is a small thing isn't it like whatever about tattoos and stuff like that like you can always get a haircut yeah do you know yeah I think are there still rules in the army that you can't get in if you have visible tattoos? Oh, yeah. I know there was a, a lad played football 
for a team down in Wexford, I think he tried to join the army and he couldn't get in because he had a neck tattoo. Fuck. I believe. I probably wouldn't get in with the tattoo on my hand, I'd say. Mm. I wouldn't get in. It's a funny one as well because it's probably the most innocuous of tattoos that you have. Like, <laughs> it's just a little spectacles and a moustache. Yeah. <laughs> it's gas, yeah. Yeah, it's not exactly offensive. No. Uh, I've only ever had one person call me out for my tattoos. And they didn't really do it to me, but they done it, so I was in earshot of them. I was on, I, I might have been, was it you I was with or someone else, but I was on a Dublin bus going somewhere. I think I was going down O'Connell Street, and there was an old couple kind of sitting behind where I was standing. And the wife was saying very loudly to her husband, look at what that young lad's after doing to his arms. He will, he's never going to get a job. Uh, he kept going on about this and like, you know, that's fucking disgusting. Why would he do that to himself? And like, I, also I could hear, but she was talking to her husband and her husband was just kind of like, ah, it's grand, it's grand, whatever, you know, but like, sure, that's, what uh, what is to be gained from that for her? Like, uh, Did that annoy you? No. No, I, I, no, no, not at all. No, because I know that's coming from a place of ignorance and that's her own problem. It's not mine. I haven't done anything. She doesn't know who I am. Mm. She doesn't know that I don't have a job. I did have a job i didn't do anything reprehensible i just put some colors on my body and that that's it like it's um her own i suppose issue or conditioning or what she's been told to believe that's fine let her have that it's not my problem mm. but like it's hard i in that sort of a scenario i can see kind of where like kind of she's projecting beliefs onto you mm. like in that there might be weaknesses or something um it could she, be the fact that she's had to conform to these rules her whole life as well yeah. for fear of condemnation. That that was what she was afraid she was going to get if she ever went outside the line. Yeah. So now she thinks because I've done it, I deserve that. Retribution. What, what she was afraid of. Yeah. Do you know? But my tattoos haven't negatively affected my life in any way, I don't think. Yeah. I think if more so they've kind of put me in a place where I have to do my own thing because I have done this now, I'm not going to get... A job as well now maybe nowadays it's probably a lot more relaxed but even when i started getting them i was 15 like it probably wasn't as acceptable then fucking 11 years ago yeah do you know that seems crazy to think that 11 years ago i got my first tattoo yeah. but yeah it's kind of just i just done it because i knew i wanted to do it yeah and it hasn't negatively affected me at all no one no one that i want to talk to would <laughs> judge me because of my tattoos yeah well, that's handy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that's a nice it. little uh, prerequisite yeah. to talk yeah. to me. Yeah. You have to be accepting of tattoos. Yeah. Um, you've got, uh, yeah, just a random thought. Um, you know the shadow thing? You know, like shadow side or whatever. This is the idea that we all have a, a shadow and that it's where we put the things about ourselves that we don't like and the things that annoy us and we just kind of that irritate us and yeah. unless we accept the shadow then it kind of is always there in the unconscious yeah um but it's only in the last few days like i've realized that for some reason when Garol cullen puts on youtube videos of me from secondary school if you go michael dwyer gory some awful god awful <laughs> videos come up right and when he plays them my shadow is really it's like it's like a, a a bomb is going off in my shadow. I, I, I it really annoys me. Really, because it's like seeing, it's like seeing something that I thought was important at the time, but now I can see that like it was a bit silly of me to be doing. Right, it's kind of like an over professionalization or trying to be something that I am not or something. Right, and yeah. looking back on it makes it it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Right. But do you not think you had to do those things to realize that that wasn't what was correct or that wasn't what was going to make you happy? Whereas yeah. if you hadn't have done those things, you could be kind of half arsing it somewhere in the middle. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. It's just like a big massive smack in the face. like. Mm. But like that's, I suppose, what life is. And then as well as that, like, yeah, I think I've always tried to be perfect or whatever. And I think you saw through that a little like in school where it was like a goody goody do shoes type of thing but like I don't know it's just I've been doing a lot of that sort of reflection I think I have full belief in the full moon this this I think Paddy's day was a very difficult time for a lot of people out I've heard uh, only passing stories but at least three or four of people that just 
did not find Paddy's Day really uh, wondrous. No, uh, that's why I've heard. Anyone I've asked, you know, that went out, they just say, ah, it wasn't worth it, sure. I was, Kabana today told me he went home at 12, you know, it was fucking, it's just packed and it's messy. Like, sure, when we were leaving the parade at four o'clock, someone nearly spilled a pint of me, on me outside Loch Orman. Yeah. And I thought, I'm glad now I'm going home yeah. on this, you know. But, yeah. Drink, we're funny. We're in a funny time with drink, aren't we? Like Shane, you were able to find a second wave then on the Thursday, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I went drinking on the Wednesday, <clears throat> and I was uh, like awfully hungover throughout Paddy's Day. Like, and it, like afterward, it was grand doing a drunk parade. Everything's like high spirits, high energy. So like, brought me through it. But then after the parade, going went back to Roisin's house, and I was like, Jesus, I am very tired and hungover. And I was like. I can either now go sleep on Roshan's couch or I can go to the pub. Yeah. And I decided to go to the pub. And I was glad I did because I was grand in. Like I was better and had a bit of crack. And then yesterday I was actually less hungover than I was on the Thursday. So I don't know, whatever. The only cure is to go back drinking. So this there we go. There you go. Paper Tuesday. Sound of medical advice. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Are you tired of drinking? <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. That's the That's it. drink is the answer. It's <laughs> like fix your mic. Yeah, no, it keeps touching my beard. Oh. So I'm worried that it's going to give feedback. feedback. You'll hear what your beard, beard's saying. Oh, oh yeah, that was, clever, Shane. There we go, clever. Yeah. Uh, David Goggins says, well, don't, stop it. don't stop when you're sleepy, stop when you're done. So yeah. the same applies when you to think you're 40%, When you think you're finished, you're only actually 40% there. So yeah. keep drinking when you think you're drunk. We need to be beside Paddy Brady, giving this sort of advice <laughs> on the way into Paddy Blues, you know? Yeah. Speaking of which, Paddy Brady, shout out Paddy. He's the bouncer of Paddy Blues. There's not... A hope in hell if someone had given me 200 euro I wouldn't have done the job that he did on Paddy's Day night. Mm. There's just swarms of people. Mothers coming over and saying you're going to get in trouble you should feel ashamed of yourself for leaving young women out in the street like this. <laughs> and this <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> you left your children out in the street. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear that now yeah. Well, it was gas there like we, we were situated out in the back garden of it in the beer garden and I think they stopped letting people in around seven o'clock and it came to about eight, half eight and a load of young lads were jumping over the emergency door at the back. Like the door was locked so no, people were trying to open it first to mm -hmm. try to let people in. Obviously they locked it because you can't be letting people in the back door. Yeah. And then I remember going out, I was coming back in from the bar looking out and the young lad like that I knew was being hurtled out of the smoking area and thrown out the front door and I went out and asked the lads what did they see what happened and apparently <laughs> ten young lads jumped over the gate and this lad that we knew was the last lad over and the bouncer grabbed him and threw him out and the other lads weren't caught like they were. No they were, way. Yeah. Janey. Right. But, but yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't like to be a bouncer now on Paddy's Day. No, no. Um, was there anything else on drink? No, I don't think so. I think we've covered all bases there. Mm. Um, Mark, you had a very interesting topic. Mm. What made yeah. you think it is? So I was listening to a podcast during the week and someone said on it that, you know, the nursery rhymes, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Is that like a ring a ring a ring a ring rosy? Yeah, that yeah. was actually a Holocaust song sung by the children in the camps. You know, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Oh, Jenny. So that kind of makes it a bit morbid, and then that made me kind of think well, like oh, I thought. Uh, no, they could have like adapted it, but I thought ring a ring rosy actually comes from um, time of the plague, like because ring a ring a tissue a tissue. Oh, we all, we all fall, fall down. down. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or flu or something. But yeah. so ashes, ashes. I did. What, what's that about? Or I think because I thought the people are being burned in the gas chambers. Oh, so what is there? Is one of the lyrics in it ashes? Or? Yeah, so you know, ring a ring a rosy, a pocket full of posy, a tissue, a tissue. Maybe it's ashes, ashes. Yeah, it could Maybe be. They uh, adapted it. They like, could have adapted it. Yeah, it yeah. could have been. I think in some parts of the world, it might sing ashes, ashes, we all fall down. A tissue, a tissue. Yeah, that makes more sense. But uh, yeah, that kind of led me to leave then. Like, what other songs kind of have meanings that I don't know about? That, like, you know, I just sing along to the lyrics and I don't really understand. I think yeah. it's just a catchy tune. So I went and I done a bit of research into it. Now, they weren't really kind of like, I didn't find much in the way of, like, say, nursery rhymes and stuff. Uh, they're mostly like hip hop songs and stuff. Mm. Uh, I'll try to find the article I had here now. So. 40 songs you didn't know had hitting meanings so i'll just i'll go through these and you let me know what songs you know and we'll do those so there's 40 songs here some of them i didn't really know uh born in the usa by bruce springsteen i read about this the, one the boss read the about boss the boss yeah uh, so born in the usa by bruce springsteen you're probably among the vast majority who thought this song was all about patriotism and u.s pride correct yeah though that's not exactly what the song is all about 
the song is actually a major criticism of how veterans were treated after they returned from the Vietnam War. I did, you knew this, did you? Well, it was just in the course of looking up oh, this stuff that it came up and I was like, ah, it right. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Born in the USA. Yeah. It, it, but apparently even the lyrics of it are kind of like almost calling out the politicians for the policy at the time. Mm. What I find interesting back is what you're going to, you love this. Apparently Reagan in 85 used Born in the USA as like his uh, rally Right, no way. The irony of it. So yeah. like he surely knew the meaning of it, but he also knew that his crowds wouldn't know or care what the meaning of the song was, but just the fun in the... Fuck yeah, yeah. That's America, isn't it? That's America, that yeah. That is America yeah. in a yeah. fucking yeah. nutshell. Yeah. It's yeah. horrible how the veterans are treated over there. I don't know if they got any... Uh, have they changed the policies of how... That's so like what 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 would you be familiar well, like, with? Like there's massive addiction rates and like there's tent cities or tent camps all around I know Los Angeles all like purely veteran camps that are homeless and just drug addicts and these are people who went and you know massive fucking PTSD and loss of limbs and they're just kind of left and I think one of the camps is actually outside one of the offices where they look after veterans but they can only take a certain amount, so the rest have set up their own camps around outside oh it in protest of the fact that they can't get care. It's crazy. And these are like, you know, the, the American heroes that they all praise, you know, but they're just fucking like thrown out on the street. Uh, Hotel California by the Eagles. Fame. You know this song? Or again, it came up, it's about the trap of celebrity, I think, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's a what metaphor it? about the greed in the music industry that eventually leads to the artist's own self-destruction. So what is it? You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Isn't that one of the yeah. lyrics of it? So that kind of makes sense. I kind of got that feeling from it, though, when you listen to it, don't you? you yeah. You can check out any time you like. There's something lurking in the background or something. Yeah. What is, so, like, just to kind of enunciate a little bit more, like, so you can check it out every time. Of course you can leave, but you, you can never leave in that, like, it's... It, it, it's the pure lore and addiction of it, is that Yeah, it? yeah, that's what I kind of got when listening to it. I thought it was kind of about drug addiction, you know, or alcoholism, maybe. Yeah. You can, I thought it was like, maybe about Hotel California was kind of like a pub or something. Yeah. That's the way I kind of envisioned it. Mm. Uh, but see, what I'm going to bring up as well a bit is, like, I love how not only have you the lyrical meaning there, right, but the way... The way the song goes, like, you know, the way it comes into the chorus, mm. it's not really a big rally. It's yeah. normally like a plucking of a tree of a few notes. Yeah. Da, 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 da. You know, it's a little bit slow and a bit subdued or something. Yeah, yeah. I find that really interesting, how we we portray meaning through the sounds that we hear in songs as well. Yeah, it's not a big, exciting song. Yeah. It's kind of like a, an eerie kind of tone throughout. Yeah. 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 It's not uh, um, glamorizing. Yeah. The fact. Uh, every breath should take by the police. Uh, oh, stalkery, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hard to believe that the epitome of emotional songs actually has a darker undertone. This song is all about stalking and possessiveness. Sting wrote this song when he suspected his wife of having an affair, so he oh. penned the famous lyrics. Every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. This song takes on a much creepier tone when you realise it's about a scorned lover. Oh, yeah, so when wow. you listen to it, you know, you're like, I'll be every step you take, I'll be watching you. Yeah. I had kind of thought it might be about like parenthood or something at first. Oh, yeah. Do you know, yeah. that's what I kind of got from yeah. it, but it's not, yeah, it, does, it makes sense when you think about it. Sting, a big believer in tantric sex. Oh, right. Do you know what tantric sex is? Yeah. Yeah, it's where you have sex, but you don't really move. <laughs> well, you don't move. I don't know if you move or not. I think you just like stay inside her and then like look her, look, make eye contact. Okay. And then just hold it there. And apparently like Sting can have like 50 orgasms in a session. Big dolly, man. So he claims. Mm. But you know that Becoming or the book that I gave you about, I'd say that now, that book now would be all about that. Recapture the Rapture. Recapture the Rapture would like, really? yeah, would tie in with Sting there. Um, we're not going to stay with sex too long. Um, <laughs> As usual. <laughs> <laughs> we are finishing early. <laughs> the you said there, Sting. Oh yeah, another. I think this whole topic is grand, but it's it's a bit it's a it's a bit sad when you know the love songs that we take aren't actually love songs. Yeah. So Johnny Cash, I love his version of "You Are My Sunshine," oh, yeah, my only sunshine. But yes, it's about someone. Who's heartbroken after a breakup? Yeah, unrequited love. Unrequited love. Yeah, it's very sad. Like Johnny Cash, like had a very hard life. A lot of his songs are very sad. Like you know, yeah. hurt. Uh, what else? 
Falls and Prison Blues. I love Falls and Prison Blues. Uh, my dad used to have a Johnny Cash CD in the car when we were younger, and the Falls and Prison Blues on it was more upbeat. Yeah. So I was like, this like I found as like a happy song. Oh. But then kind of later in life, I went back and like started listening to it again, and the ones I could find on Spotify are kind of slower and a lot more somber. Like you know, mm. I hear the train coming, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. Yeah. It's like you know, and when I hear that train coming, I hang my head and cry. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a lot more like Johnny Cash's music is very impactful. Like it's yeah. so much more different than listening to fucking Chandelier by Sia or something <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> Calling out Sia, yeah. <laughs> but that's interesting because uh, the way your father had the CD and that experience of growing up, my father had the Johnny Cash CD as well, and Neil, Neil Diamond as well. That's yeah. that was one another favorite of his, but um. I, I even know, I think, that version that you're talking about, Falls in Prison Views, and it's so upbeat. And But I think that was even, that was a live performance and it was in a prison. It was in Falls in Prison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or was it San Quentin? Could have been yeah. both. He done yeah. sang San Quentin in San Quentin. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. It's so good. Especially when you listen to it being sang there and the crowd's reaction, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, it was so good. Like, uh, did you ever watch the, like, biopic, whatever you call it, with, um... I was like, I walked the line about like whole John Cash's life. What's yeah. your man's name that was in The Joker? Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. That was such a good movie. And so good. And like, he does all the singing himself in that, and like, he sounds really like John Cash. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Also, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix is very good looking. If you look at Johnny Cash, he actually yeah. wasn't, you know, as good looking as Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. But like, uh, just San Quentin, I used to listen to that when I was in school and thinking oh, about school. Right. Yeah, San Quentin, I hate every interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Johnny Cash, he wrote a song that I kind of always think of at Paddy's Day. It's called 40 Shades of Green. Uh, right. That was Dustin the Turkey, Michael. Oh. <laughs> Did he sing that? 32 counties and 40 Shades of Green. Have you ever heard that, no? No, no. Oh. <laughs> we probably can't play it because of copyright, I'd say. Oh, right. Look that up. <laughs> but like, it goes... It's um, it's a gas song because all the lyrics are like, and he dreams of a, and most of all I think of a girl from Tipperary town, and most of all I mix her lips as soft as eider down. I was in, I wanna see and do the things we've done and seen, where the breeze is sweet as Shalimar, and there's forty shades of green. And hey! <laughs> And he mentions like Dingle and he mentions uh, Down and he mentions like all Irish places. Like, right. Skibbereen is in it. Like. He must have been to Ireland then, was he? He did, yeah. He was actually, he was doing, um, he wrote the song just looking at, a, a, you know, one of those maps, a road map of Ireland when he was on tour here. He just yeah. like, and apparently Shalimar is like a name of a perfume. Like, so he just made it up like, because <laughs> he liked the smell of Shalimar. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or the breeze, the sweetest. But uh, he actually has, a, there's on Spotify, there's actually an album of his tour in Ireland and uh, it's it's great because it, the first song is you know that song he goes daddy played bass mama sang treble little boy da, da, da. you know that That's song it, your baby's gonna sing that <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that i love that so much <laughs> do you know what Ash and I realised hmm. that when we get married your child will be one yeah that is crazy. Yeah, we, me and Breed have spoke about this because we're going to have to bring a one-year-old to the wedding. Uh, but uh, it's getting collected. It's not coming to the after party. Uh, no, right. no fucking way. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, are you going to have the wedding? We can cut this out of the podcast. If you want. Are you going to have the wedding in uh, where the reception is? or in? Uh, oh, no, the mass is in Glen Cullen. Glen Cullen is near. That's, uh, so it's Johnny Fox. Beside Johnny Fox's. Ah, very good. And yeah. it's an hour from the reception. An hour from the hotel. Perfect. Yeah. That's great. You can't really go any more than an hour, I think, when it comes to weddings and hotels. Yeah, yeah, it's a long drive. Yeah. No, but that's, it's grand though, isn't it? Like, it's very nice. It's not like, you know, just uh, you get to go somewhere after a wedding. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, like we, I know we discussed before, but like, we want it to be a shindig. Like, yeah. We, one of the key priorities was that the bar was like, there's a residence bar till four o'clock. Yes. And like, that's a priority for me. Yes. Says <laughs> I mean, the, the pioneer. Drink. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's see, what are so, songs we have? Songs, here? yes. Yeah, uh, we have, no, I don't. Uh, Semi Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. Do you know, know that song? one? Do you know that song? Um, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, so, but uh, this song is very upbeat, uh, but it's super edited for radio. The song is all about a couple tripping together. You just never know because the radio edit took all out the illicit substance references. All you have to do is look at the original lyrics to see the true meaning. So it actually is about crystal meth and a couple ah, of crystal meth together. Right. Uh, another one, Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day. Oh, right. So I was actually, I've been listening to this song a good bit lately. It's been coming Have up you? on my Spotify. 
But uh, the music video had a lot of people speculating that this song is actually was about a war, but in reality, the meaning is much sadder. The song was written in memory of lead singer Billy Joe Armstrong's father, who died in 1982 when Armstrong was just 10 years old. Right. So, you know, what, uh, oh. like my father's come to pass, seven years has gone so fast. Oh, and like years. the anniversary is September. Or? Yeah, yeah, so wake me up when September ends. Yeah. Remember that song, the same, it was like Third Eye Jumper, you say that was? Third Eye Blind. Yeah, Third Eye Blind. Wasn't that the... Oh, the, Jumper. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, yeah, there was a song about Queen Suicide or someone stepping off ledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really dark song, but like... Wasn't there a movie where uh, Jim Carrey sings it to get someone down off a ledge? Yeah. 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 I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. It was about Jeez. someone actually committing suicide. I keep taking fucking screenshots on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a Virgin by Madonna. All right. The song isn't actually, that's a Niall Hemp favourite on karaoke. Oh, all right. Uh, nope, this song isn't actually about losing your virginity. It's actually about how the writer Billy Steinberg was left emotionally battered after a failed relationship and then a new relationship renewed him. Oh. So he felt like a virgin. Oh. That's beautiful now. Yeah. Hmm. Here's a big one. Uh, I don't know, you might have heard of this one before, but I uh, I have uh, Hey Ya by Outkast. You know that song? Hey, hey yeah. yeah. So that song, uh, so it says here, Surprise, the early 2000s hit is actually kind of depressing when you pay attention to the lyrics. The catchy tune is all about a romance crumbling into tiny pieces. Oh. So it's actually really sad if you listen to the lyrics. Really? Yeah. What's it? It's like, uh, are you able to get lyrics of Hey Ya up there? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's all about, I don't know, it's about like, there's kids involved, isn't there? I'm not too sure I haven't actually looked into it. But it's like one of the most upbeat songs there is, yeah. isn't it? And like if you look at the music video, they're all like dancing and in their suits and all. <laughs> yeah. While Shane is looking for that, uh, there was one, oh yeah, since we're kind of dark meanings, Little Talks, Monsters and Men, you know that one? Yeah. Um, you know the conversation like, between the men and the female, that's actually a widow talking to her recently dead husband. And uh, it's the house telling you to close your eyes. And that's oh, the right. dead husband telling her to join her, join him in death. And Jesus, yeah, yeah. Tell her that I miss her little talks. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. That's deep, isn't it? Yeah. It's heavy. It is indeed. Um, <laughs> and in other news, uh, the summer of 69 does not relate to the year 1969. Yes, I read, heard about this one, but I don't really get it. It's about sex somehow, but oh. the lyrics don't really match up. It's like, that was a sum oh, summer of 60. Yeah, he had a lot of 69s that summer. Or he yeah. had maybe his first one. <laughs> maybe he did, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Brian Adams. Shout out to Brian. He was only nine <laughs> in 1969, so I don't know how everyone just thought, oh, it's just back, we just, you know, leave the 70s and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Like, it shows the lyrics there. And if you actually read it, like, without the upbeat music, it does sound very sad about, like, how relationships don't last and oh. like You think you've got it, oh, you think you've got it, but got it, just don't get it when there's nothing at all. We get together, oh, we get together, but separate's always better when there's feelings involved. Know what? They say it's nothing lasts forever. Yeah, so it's it's actually like about a breakup. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Same mm. so, I mean, you know, uh, Mike Poser song. I took a pill and a pizza. And oh it yeah. Such, so like it was one of the biggest songs of the summer a couple mm. years ago, and it's all about how like how lonely it was being a celebrity, and like it's like you step off that roller coaster and be all alone. It's like how lonely he feels being so famous. And I like I seen another. I was like I was reading through there, and I was saying that uh, how he like couldn't sustain his long-term relationships or something because of his fame and yeah. only felt because of it so yeah mm. my cousin's songs are very deep yeah there was another really, one yeah. wasn't there about getting sober yeah i can't remember the name but it's actually it's very good and uh, on drugs there as well can't feel my face by the weekend oh it sounds like you know i can't feel my face when i'm with you it's oh, like yeah. a love song it's actually about his uh a personification of his addiction to illicit substances mm. speaking of drugs sorry mark yeah. uh there's one here a team ed sheeran White mm, yeah. lips, pale face, breathing in the snowflakes, burnt lungs, sour taste, all cocaine related there. Yeah, smoking crack. Yeah. yeah. Quite nice. The music video that's so dark, it's just like it's about prostitute and stuff. So, oh, and yeah. there's, I remember seeing on TikTok, like, uh, everyone, like, me, when I was 13, or 10 or 13, singing, like, all the lyrics to this, and yeah. me listening to it now, it's like, geez, I should not have been singing all these lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Chandelier by Sia has oh. come up. <laughs> 
Phone's blowing up, ringing my doorbell. I feel love, feel the love, and one, two, three, one, two, three, drink. It's easy for someone to think of this as yet another party song. However, it's actually about Sia's former illicit substance and alcohol addictions. Thankfully, she's been sober for several years now. Good mm. for her. Good for her, absolutely. That's a good news story. Um, you were saying about songs when you were younger and then, like, retelling it. Do you think uh, today's generation will have the same experience when they go back and look at Billie Eilish's lyrics? Yes, Billie Eilish is kind of uh, like some vampire sex witch. And why is she pop so popular? No, like I don't mind her song, but I, at the same time, I'd be like, this is so dark. Yeah, it's just like mental illness, isn't it? But like, like proper mental illness. Yeah. What I'm a bad guy. I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's very, very odd. Yeah, I'd say there would be the same thing there. People in a few years' time on TikTok is like, now I understand what the lyrics mean. Yeah, but, uh, like that you were saying there when you're younger and everything. Uh, what's that song by Madonna? And it's like basically performing a sexual act. Um, oh, is it like a prayer or something like that? Like a prayer. Life is a mister. Remember that was our song. That, yeah, um, that, gonna, yeah, it is. Like I'm gonna take you there. It's about, yeah, about, I, I wanna it's take you. Well, there. I don't know yeah. if, it, if that's the meaning behind it. When it's about performing on. this uh, sexual act. But I remember in the school choir on the. the like the TY choir or something, the teacher got the choir to sing that. And oh my god! Like, this is definitely like by the sounds of it, it is about performing a sexual act. Songs about blowjobs. Yeah. I'm down on my knees. I wanna take you there what? in the midnight hour. I can feel your power. I'm down on my knees. I wanna take you there. I was because I became so fascinated with that song, like in the early days of Mark Alvin Fitness. I like it was one of my it was my most played in 2021 or something Jesus. and I was looking it up on Wikipedia and all and like some people obviously some people say oh Madonna's full with bad stuff or whatever mm. and then others are like she's bringing us to this whole new place like there's like this book in the bible called the song of songs and it's like come my lovely come and it's you know it's really really it paints lovers like as two stags in like two deer and like there's a lot of romantic intense imagery I was trying to say that Madonna is emulating this sort of style. Yeah. Maybe sex is a good thing. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Pull it back yeah, now, Mark! Yeah, I'm gonna be a bit... <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Imagine by John Lennon is about communism. Ah! Yeah, so uh, it's the song is basically a communist manifesto, admitted John Lennon himself. So some of the lyrics are, because some communism is sugar-coated, it's accepted, now I understand what you have to do, put your message across with a little honey. Don McLean, American Pie. What's wrong with that? So, no one really knows what the song was about until McLean revealed the true meaning, the end of an era. A plane crash in 1959 killed rock star Buddy Holly, right. driving McLean into believing that that was the day the music died. Oh. That's a great song, isn't it? It American is. Pie. That's another song that was on uh, mixed CDs in the car. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one I wanted to do kind of for the live show when we were thinking of like a closing song, but yeah. it's a bit slow. So. It is, and a little bit long, but it is such a hallmark of a tune yeah um there's something oh yeah i love how like these songs they can have such rich meaning and then they might not have any meaning like um sweet caroline is such a belter yeah and yet it is about neil diamond just seeing caroline kennedy the daughter of jfk on a pony and he just goes oh sweet caroline and that was it then really he wrote the song like that no way like just a little simple thing has started one Something. of the biggest songs ever. Yeah. Yeah. In controversial news, baby, it's cold outside, Mark. You yes, know, the way this, this there was a lot of throwback about this, like, yeah. or pushback uh, lately that this is what uh, men uh, domineering to women. Yeah. Apparently at the time, it was the very opposite. Oh. So this is, uh, it actually has consensual overtones because, um, you know, there's a line there. She says, I ought to say no, no, sir. At least I'm going to say that I tried. So in that light, then we can see how they were sharing a banter and it was almost that like at that time, the woman had to appear to have said no or that, oh, no, I can't stay. Yeah. So I was actually listening to a Bill Burr, you know, the comedian Bill oh, Burr, right. a, a bit he done about the, not this song, but like about that topic. Uh, I was watching it last night and he was kind of saying like, no means no. And he goes, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like, no, that means no. But it's like, no, stop. Like, you're so <laughs> bad. And he was like, uh, 
See, when you hear it like that, that's like she wants to pretend that she has to has this level of self-respect. Meanwhile, she's performed this fact with this act with 40 other men. <laughs> like, but then he's like, but when you read that transcript back in a court, it's like, no, no, stop. You're so bad. <laughs> you read that out in just the, the text. It's way worse than it actually was. But yeah, that's the thing. No does mean no. But then, like, you know, that's the kind of the blurred lines. That's blurred the blurred lines. lines. Another song that has got in trouble here. It's on the list. So oh, that, right. that talks about the blurred lines of consent, which is another. Well, and didn't well, he get in trouble? He got for in trouble blurred for lines. that. Mm. For that weight, Mighty Cyrus wasn't it? Ooh, or maybe it was other women right, as well. Right, but right. apparently, I think Kiman Robin Take has been cancelled. I think he was cancelled. Yeah, cancelled. Or yesterday, Rebecca Hannum. Effort, Adam. So the baby, it's called outside lyrics. I really can't stay, baby, it's cold outside. I gotta go away, baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been been hoping you'd been dropped in, so very nice, I'll hold your hands just like they're ice. My mother will start to worry, beautiful, what's your hurry? My father will be pacing the floor, listen to the fireplace roar. So I'd really better scurry, beautiful, please don't hurry. Well, maybe just half a drink more, I'll put some records on while I pour. Yeah. When you listen to, I don't know, the original version of that though, there's nothing but banter shared between them. Like, and I think maybe that's just between the male and the female singers or whatever, but like they're very, they're very good at answering each other. Yeah. Like you can tell, yeah. But look, I'm right. not saying this is not a campaign to yeah. say that we need to just listen to so Baby's Broadway side. Just so we don't get cancelled. No does mean no. Oh yeah, uh, we should go there. All that is bad. Uh, if yeah. someone says no to you, stop, they yeah. mean it. Uh, we don't condone sexual assault on yeah. Paper Tuesdays at all. No. Now on with our usual programming. <laughs> Thanks for that, man. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Gangnam Style by Psy. Yeah. If you owned a radio back in 2012, then you heard this song, The Origin of the Rise of K-Pop, Korean Pop, genre in America, Gangnam Style. It's a fun song with a dance craze that swept the world. Though it's not as jovial as it seems, Gangnam is a rich area in South Korea filled with the uber-rich of the country. This song is all about people clamoring over each other to get there and it addresses the insanely high debt rate, debt, D-E-B-T, rate of the country's citizens. Oh, wow. Okay. It's all about the rat race. Yeah. South Korea, apparently, like, they work themselves to debt over there. Do they? Like, yeah. They're, like, they work really fucking hard. Like, yeah. it's not like, but I think they do it optionally as opposed to their neighbours. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. Um, love song by Sarah Biels. Um, you know that song. This is not a love song. This is goodbye. Or, or, no, sorry. I'm gonna write you a love oh, song. Oh yeah. Yeah. So apparently, it's not about a lover, but it's meant to be more about like uh, her style of a song. So she had been Sony had got her to do these collaborations oh. and just wasn't working. Yeah. And she said she it was like her fighting for the essence of truth inside her. Ah, yeah, I'm not going to write you a love song because you asked for it because you need yeah. one. Ah, yeah, that's good. It's I'm amazing, like, oh, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's very interesting. The, the broad spectrum of music, like, it's mad. Um, there's another few here. Like we just hear an upbeat tune with the word love in it and we're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's foundations. It. Have you ever heard that song? No. My fingertips are holding on to the cracks in our foundations. Oh. Uh, wait till you hear the lyrics of this one. Mm. This is a very another upbeat song. Foundations lyrics. Kate Nash. Uh, uh, Thursday night, everything's fine, except you've got that look in your eye. But when I'm telling a story, you're finding it boring. You're thinking of something to say. You'll go along with it, then drop it and humiliate me in front of our friends. Then I'll use that voice that you find annoying and say something like, yeah, intelligent input, darling, why don't you just have another beer then? Then you'll call me a bitch and everyone we're with will be embarrassed and I won't give a shit. My fingertips are holding on to the cracks in our foundation and I know that I should let go, but I can't. And every time we fight, I know it's not right. Every time that you're upset and I smile, I know I should forget, but I can't. You said I eat so many lemons because I am so bitter. I said I'd rather be with your friends, mate, because they are much fitter. This is all behind a really catchy, upbeat oh, song. Oh, right, okay. But uh, it's all about, you know, like a toxic relationship. Jamie Mac, right. Uh, what's that London song as well? Have you ever heard that? Walking around London. Sun is in the sky, oh why, oh why would I want to be anywhere oh, yeah. else? That's, That's all about surely how, how shit London is. Oh, right. Isn't it? I'm not too sure now. I just remember it wasn't the royal family. Like they're going on a car journey, and like that song just keeps repeating and repeating. And like uh, Jim Royal and all them were just singing along to it and like popping around to it. L D N. One second now. Poker face apparently is about uh, bisexuality. Yeah, go on. 
Um, that's all I really took on that. Just poker face, hyphen <laughs> bisexuality. Yeah, she was like, what was it? Um, oh, she's got me like nobody, isn't it? Like oh, she's yeah. with a man, but she's fantasizing about women. Oh, right. The song London by Lily Allen. Riding through the city on my bike all day because the field took away my license. It won't get me down because I feel okay because the sights that I'm seeing are priceless. Everything seems to look as it should, but I wonder what goes on behind doors. A fella looking dapper and he's sitting with a slapper. Then I see a pimp and his crack whore. You might laugh, you might frown, walking around London town. Sun is in the sky, oh, I, oh, I would I want to be anywhere else. Oh, that's very well done, isn't it? Yeah. What else we have? Blurred Lines then by Robin Thicke. Yeah, oh. it was actually about the Blurred Lines of Consent, which is honestly kind of disturbing and creepy. Also, his whole performance of the song at 2013 MTV Music Awards with Miley Cyrus was super gross and uncomfortable. Yeah, not so great. Okay. Uh, Baby's Colour Side is there too. One Way or Another by Blondie. You know, one way oh, or yeah. another. This catchy song, which has been included on Rolling Stone's 500 greatest hits of all time, isn't as fun as, it, fun as it sounds on first listen. Debbie Harry, the Blondie front woman, wrote this song from the perspective of her ex-boyfriend who stalked her. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Delilah by Tom Jones. My, 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 Delilah. <laughs> Considered a Tom Jones classic, but if you listen to the lyrics and you discover there's much, that it's much darker than it seems, it's all about a man going crazy and murdering his lover who cheated on oh, him. Oh. Ironic seeing as he famously cheated on his wife with 250 Ooh. women. Oh, 250. <laughs> 250. Wow. Genie, sex bomb, sex bomb. <laughs> um, Blackbird. You know Beatles, that lovely little tune. No. Blackbird singing in the sky. And no. fly, learn to fly all the way. You know, that's anyway, you don't know it. No. But uh, anyway, that's a very simple song. But I thought it was just about Blackbird. But no, uh, Beatles wrote that about a uh, young African American and her broken wings ah. learning to fly. So, Can we finish yes. this, this podcast yes. with the Bluebird poem by Bukowski? Oh, I think I'd like nice. to share that. That'd that's nice. a nice poem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we finishing now? Uh, well, we, oh, in the air tonight by we. Phil Collins. You know, okay. Oh yeah, it's, it's not actually about a man who could have saved another man from drowning. It's about uh, him divorcing his wife. Oh. Something in the by, air tonight. Sorry? Yeah, in the air tonight. I can feel it, Colin. In the air tonight. Apparently, the song is all about the grief he felt after divorcing his first wife. Hmm. Uh, so it's a bit less than dark than the original one. You know, not saving another man from drowning. Right. I didn't. I didn't know the drowning one either. Did you? Not? Well, you know the lyrics of In the Air Tonight? Mm. You said something about... I think there is, yeah, I've heard that before. Is he, I wonder, is he painting himself as the man that's drowning in that? Or yeah. Is that why he didn't? Or I don't fully get that. Yeah, I don't know, maybe like he's drowning and he couldn't say, maybe the marriage is mm -hmm. the person drowning. Uh, Zombie by the Cranberries obviously was about uh, a protest song written about a bombing in March 1993. Right. Uh, yeah, that's kind of all the songs I have here that I know. Hello by Lionel Richie. Uh, it's apparently that the lyrics in it are okay, but the music video is about he, a teacher who falls in love with one of his blind students. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. Ah, classic, right. Yeah. What's wrong with Total this? Total Eclipse of the Heart. What's wrong with this? <laughs> uh, apparently, it's about vampires falling in love. All right. <laughs> we can live with that. Chocolate by the 1975. What's Great that song. Thing? You know that. We go, nobody knows, we're guns hidden under our petticoats. You know, oh, yes, said yes, you're yes, never yes. going to quit it if you don't stop smoking it. It's actually about doing heroin. Okay. Uh, I shot the sheriff by Bob Marley. This one's interesting. <laughs> right. It's not about shooting a sheriff. It's about the, his wife's doctor who prescribed her birth control. Oh, okay. And apparently he was the sheriff. There's oh, some, one of the lyrics in it is about he keeps planting the seed, but the sheriff keeps tearing it up or pulling it out. So that was the birth control wow. aspect of it. Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen is about Freddie Mercury leaving his girlfriend for a man. Can I blow my trouble for one moment? Yeah, go on. Ash's brother will describes me as a white Bob Marley. A white Bob Marley? Yeah. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> Why do you think that is? I don't know, but I like it. I like being a white Bob Marley. Uh, pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. All the other kids with the pumped up kicks oh, yeah. better run, better run. It's about school shooting. Oh, uh, better run, better run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, I don't like Mondays. Yeah. Town Rats is about a school shooting. Do you find that a little weird? Like, I, great song and all, but like, 
I suppose you can write a song about it. And I'd be almost there like saying, why Why do you have to write a song about that? Like, it's a, it's a murderer's alibi. Yes. And he's saying he doesn't like Mondays. Oh, that's grand. And then we'll make it into a real upbeat song. And yeah, yeah. It is. It's a bit weird. But I suppose he kind of wanted to shed light on just how strange her excuse was, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I don't like Mondays. Yeah. Gonna shoot the whole day down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the whole... Yeah. I suppose it's just a human... Someone from Gory was in that college when that shooting happened. Really? Yeah, I think it was someone from Greensbury Farm, like a daughter Shiny or something. Mac. Um Bob Marley, or Bob Geldof's cousin, sells uh, our father carpets. Oh, oh my gosh. He owns Geldof carpets. Geldof carpets, the name, clues in the name. Yeah. Uh, will we finish this podcast out with uh, Bluebird? Oh, yeah. no, go on, go on. No, 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 I, I, I'm up for that, but I want to, the result, when you're speaking of poems and you're, when you think of someone like Geldof, it made me think of Bono there. Mm. And he wrote a poem there for, um, he wrote a poem for Patrick's Day and Nancy Pelosi, who, you don't like her? Why? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know her? <laughs> She's the Speaker of the Congress and someone put up on Twitter just to show how old or how, maybe old wasn't the word you, sorry. Now, Out of touch? Out of t- probably how she has been at center. There's a picture of her with John F. K. John F. Kennedy at his inauguration. Right, like that's how far you think that's so far long ago. Yeah, she's been there since the start. Like you know, so I don't know how she survived that long. It's, it's that is <laughs> remarkable. Yeah, but anyway, um, so she read this poem that Bono wrote. This is what happens when when America has Patrick's Day. It just carnage you know? <laughs> it's just everything happens yeah. um, so anyway this is the poem Bono wrote oh St. Patrick he drove out the snakes with his prayers but that's not all it takes for the snake symbolises an evil that rises and hides in your heart as it breaks and the evil has risen my friends from the darkness that lives in some men but in sorrow and fear that's when saints can appear to drive out those old snakes once again and they struggle for us to be free from the cycle in this human family, Ireland's sorrow and pain is now the Ukraine and St. Patrick's name, now Zelensky. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's a challenge for us all, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I really like how, you know, he's almost put words on, he's, he, he really, um, he really puts flesh on the idea of the snakes being the idea of evil. And, yeah. you know. He was able to tie in that kind of whole philosophy well into the current yeah. zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Oh, Mark Alpin. Mark the zeitgeist Alpin. Uh, speaking of St. Patrick's Day, I'm sure some of our listeners uh, might be a little worse for wear after mm. their long weekend of drinking or whatever, and it might need yeah. something, you know, to kind of get them through the next few days and back into normal life. And this is a little poem that I think might help someone yes. get over a hangover or a bit of a come down. Yeah. Uh, so this is Bluebird by Charles Bukowski. Charles Bukowski, a famous alcoholic, addict, oh. poet. I didn't know he was an alcoholic. Just very knew he was a poet. So, right. Very much so. Very heavy drinker. Drank okay. almost every day, constantly drunk. Uh, so <clears throat> Charles Bukowski wrote this poem. It's called Bluebird. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay in there. I'm not going to let anybody see you. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke. And the whores and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know that he's in there. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. I say, stay down there. Do you want to mess me up? Do you want to screw up the works? Do you want to blow my book sales in Europe? There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too clever. I only let him out at night sometimes when everybody's asleep. I say, I know that you're there, so don't be sad. Then I put him back, but he's singing a little in there. I haven't quite let him die. And we, and we sleep together like that, with our secret pact, and it's nice enough to know. And it's nice enough to make a man weep, but I don't weep, do you? Hmm. Very nice. Yeah. To think That's, that we all have a blue word in our heart. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great to hear that, you know, from this man who is just a, a prolific alcoholic and famous, that he knows that he's damaged himself with the alcohol and that there is something in there that is his true self and that he still recognizes that it's there. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. That is very true, Mark. Um, I can't help but go on to Twitter here, Mark. Mm. Oh, it's very tight, very oh. tight. Two points between the sides. Carlo lead Wexford 1715 and we have played, oh, 13 minutes. 13 minutes played or? Hardly. No, that's probably half second half, yeah. But there has been an update in a little while. 
Uh, oh, now there's just been an update. Oh. Carlo are leading now by three points. Oh, there's a minute left. Oh, oh this could be heartbreaking for our James Flood. Come on. Come on, Wexford. Last minute goal. That's our uh, correspondent, James Flood, mm. and his minor football team are currently out against Carlo today. Yeah. Do you know... Uh, Right, I'm going to finish it. I know the poem was to finish back, but two closing thoughts. Mm. One, young people today, Mark, apparently, I've, I've heard it there on the grapevine, they are uh, even getting even better than us when it comes to dealing with uh, mental health and other people's, uh, and sexuality. Uh, mm. I've heard of an example there lately of a young lad coming out and the, the, the sheer acceptance, acceptance, warmth and understanding of his friends. Mm. And um, I don't know if we would have been as courageous or as accepting or understanding back when we were in secondary school? No. I don't have really many examples, but no. I'm just, it's, I suppose it's just acceptance. Um, so that's just an observation. Yeah. And then the second one was, um, I. so we're now in our mid-twenties. Mm. This is a strange place for some in that, in we where we find ourselves. Well, not for you as you face fatherhood in the next few weeks, but um, in our mid-twenties, I love how we see progression, like you become a father, me becoming a fiancé, James Flood, like obviously flourishing with Katie and Otto, is it? The, Ollie. Ollie, excuse me, Ollie. Um, Ollie, the, the dog. But James Flood is having a fantastic year when it comes to that Wexford minor football team and now a trainer of Newtown Mount Kennedy. Yeah. Like, if you had told me five years ago that James would end up in that position, I'd be saying, ah, hardly. You yeah. know, is that not something that comes later in life? Yeah. But he's made it happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just think that these these uh, milestones that we take for life for probably are just part and parcel of the rolling uh, wave of life. Mm. But they're they're really important. Yeah. Um, they're really special as well to see them, to give witness to them. And I think the Patrick's Day Parade is also one of them that like, I took that for granted. I just thought this is just another bit of a gimmick, but it was great to be part of the excitement and the whole, the, the wave of excitement. And it was a great parade as well, Mark, in that like, when you do see the street full of all these floats, mm. you, you, it feels like you're a little bit in a, in a small, a bigger thing or something or something. Yeah, you step outside of normality for a while. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, it was nice, and it was um, it was great to see that kind of experience again because we didn't really have a Christmas this year. It's our first big event culturally, I suppose, where people can celebrate together in two or three years. Yeah, and it was great to be able to play a part in that. Yeah, absolutely. So, twenty second of April, Gory Theatre. We'd really love to see you there, and um, yeah, Mark. It's always a blessing to do this with you. Always a blessing, then. <laughs> Get your tickets, lads. Oh, can I, Chris? No. Hey, Google, play um, Foster and Alan. Hello, Mary Lou. Okay. Hello, Mary Lou. Like Is it Mary Lou McDonald? <laughs> I don't know. I heard it last night in the top back this year. This. Turn it up, Google. <laughs> you have to say, hey, Google. Hey, Google, turn it up, please. We have a Patreon page. You could join us there. Um, Just like Southeast Radio, isn't it, on a Saturday morning? Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, Howard. <laughs> See you next week.